0: Hey everyone, welcome to After the Kids Go Down. We're your hosts. I'm Eileen Sonu.
1: And I'm Bona Lu.
0: Episode 9.
1: The eve to our finale. Our season finale.
0: Oh right, yeah. (laughs) We should talk about that because I cut that out in the last one. So yeah, this season, this very first season that we were doing, we're going to do a total of 10 episodes and now Mm -hmm. we're on episode Mm 9. So Biting some senioritis. Right.
1: <laughs> You've given it to me. Yeah, I did. I gave it <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah, I think it's because like summer's approaching. Yeah. So
0: time-wise, it actually is senioritis time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Seriously. it coincides like, with our podcast. Go,
0: we need to go have fun. <laughs> playing in the sandbox with our kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, the next one will be our season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned for that one. And then we'll start up again probably in the fall. We'll give it about two months or so. We're going to be... Learning more over the summer, mm-hmm. um, trying hopefully um, back with some snazzy new tricks. Yeah, and I don't think I don't know if we felt like it, if we were up to it. We could do like one little bonus or something like that over the summer. Oh, something just like you know, fun. like a little summer, yeah, summer fun update or something yeah. like that. We'll see, TBD. Just so we don't lose you guys completely. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you how did you used to make friends it
1: used to be a lot simpler I mean I know that when I was really really young it wasn't hard for me to approach kids to be friends and I, th- I didn't think so much about social interactions and like friendship making and friendship keeping and all this and then as I got a little bit older into elementary school years from what I remember I feel like they're passive friendships like it's friendships just like, that just happened yeah I think I was way too shy and there was too much I think going on in my head and in my house for me to put myself
0: out there like that. I feel like for most people when they're younger, yeah. it just it's just like circumstance. Right. And then like you're riding the bus home, the kids in the neighborhood, right. you know, you're in class together. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I
1: remember having a lot of friendships that I wasn't satisfied with. Mm. But I just had them. Yeah. And I wasn't going to like reject them because then I wouldn't have any friends. Mm. And um, so I just I just kept them, even though they were kind of weird. But I mean, I mean, everybody's a little weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there wasn't that spark of like, you are my best friend because I love this and this and this about you. And I want to be friends with you forever. There wasn't that element.
0: Uh, well, I heard this thing recently where um, oftentimes women, every relationship that they make, they're they're always trying to gauge whether or not you can be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where I heard that from. It was probably some podcast. Oh my gosh. But like you're, you're always trying to engage. like... Yeah, that, so we're always looking for a best friend.
1: Yeah. It's a testament to how lonely we all yeah. are.
0: But mm-hmm. sometimes it's... it's Not sometimes. I think oftentimes it's very... On very impractical terms, you know? It's like we meet someone for the first time and we think like, oh, I could never be best friends with them or like...
1: Or you want or, or you do it like one-sidedly. Yeah. And then the other person thinks you're like weird and clingy and yeah. then it ends. Right. <laughs> right. Or, or it happens the other way yeah. and then you think they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You stop it or it's sometimes like over something that is not strong enough to make a friendship you know like a drunken like bathroom confession yeah. you know those <laughs> kinds of
0: they're things holding your hair back while you're barfing yeah, yeah. and in between barfs you're like yeah.
1: <laughs> you're like talking about how you're gonna be bridesmaids yeah. for each other
0: <laughs> yeah and then these days so I feel like that experience of making friends when we were younger I feel like it's all Similar-ish But I didn't have Very many friends At school Because I was I was Also really really shy mm-hmm. I hate the story But I'm going to tell it But I remember In middle school I had a best friend Her name was Her first name was Ellen I don't remember Her last name mm-hmm. We were really close friends And I remember On the last day Of middle school Because I knew Everybody was kind of Like splitting ways Parting ways Like there's a couple Different high schools In the area mm-hmm. And um I didn't know How to handle my feelings About my sadness About uh, us splitting up mm-hmm. And I also knew That like even if we split up I felt like my parents weren't really going to let me like see her or hang out with her. Mm-hmm. And so on mm-hmm. the last day of school, I gave her the coldest shoulder like the whole day. And at, at the end of the day, I was sad. And at the end of the day, <gasps> mm-hmm. we were getting on the bus and she wanted to say bye. And I, I just all of a sudden I go, I don't like you. I don't want to be your friend. And then she was like, why? And then I said, you have a big nose. <gasps> and then I, that's all I said. And I never saw her again. How did and to- react? I honestly don't remember. It's one of the situations where I know it happened and mm-hmm. I like half blacked out in that moment. Mm-hmm. And every, I feel like every once in a while, I will try to Google her or, or, or um, Facebook, oh like gosh. try to find her. But I don't yeah. remember her last name. I don't have yearbooks from back then because um, our parents didn't buy yearbooks. <laughs> it was too much money. Yeah. I think we have a couple yearbooks, but not from every year. And yeah, I just remember feeling so distraught over my feelings. And then I just decided to like cut it. So makes me
1: sad for both of you. <laughs> yeah. mm. And then
0: maybe towards high school, I had a really misconstrued or misconception of um, using like my sex.
1: Did you get curvier and get mm-hmm. boobs? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I was around when they popped out. I think I was um, <laughs> no, because I had like right around fifth grade. I had like awkward, tiny boobs that stuck out through my shirt and my mom wouldn't buy me the training (laughs) bras yet, but it was so embarrassing. I remember like hunching my back over to like try
0: and hide it so I wouldn't like nip through my white shirts. (laughs) I know what you're talking about, that look of like new boobies. It's like a little chimpanzee, you know? No,
1: orangutan, orangutans. (laughs) that's such a
0: that's such a um, middle school look
1: fifth grade was so awkward so awkward how old are you i was when what like when you like when when your boobs finally became like the size that they were as a a (laughs) full like grown woman oh mm, probably
0: mid high school but i i mean I I I i started blossoming like eighth grade for sure
1: Yeah, blossoming is such a nicer term than popping out
0: boobs (laughs) boobs popped out Um, But I know what you mean Yeah.
1: Actually, now that you say that I'm remembering that my confidence kind of materialized more Once my body kind of came in And Mm -hmm. I was getting attention
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's what I mean And looks that, that's yeah. what I mean, because I feel like in high totally. school, at least in this the area that I went, it was very white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say it was like white redneck, you know, like mm-hmm. people who drove in from hunting early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Confe- totally a lot of, lot of Confederate flags. Right. But there was a lot of a fetishization, you know, a sexualization. And I I, I, I hated it. You I mean, hate- you got attention from white guys. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. White. Asian, black, um, but I, I, everybody, yeah, everybody thought I was, you know, so anybody, hot. <laughs> anybody that went to the school, and, no, it, it really wasn't. It was like a very small, it was a very small few, but it was the only way that I felt like I'm not gonna get made fun of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I hated it, and I felt scared for my mm. life, but I also felt like. I got attention mm. It was on my terms Yeah You know
1: Yeah I totally know what you mean
0: Yeah But it's, it's very much A, a false confidence Because I remember Feeling fear Yeah At the same time Yeah Because it is a double-edged Power yeah. Sexuality So you know That was to make Like guy friends mm-hmm. You know But I feel like Once you made guy friends You made girlfriends mm-hmm. You know It was like a I don't know This girl gets whatever. attention Right yeah so not, It's better not be to be enemies her. Right yeah. Yeah. Good to be friends. And I made a few handful of friends like at church mm-hmm. or just like outside of school. Mm-hmm. I always tell like one of the friends, I always say that I've made all my friends through her. I was like friends with people by proxy, you know? Mm. So I don't feel like I ever, I mean, a couple times I feel like I made, you know, I made my own friends. But I feel like it wasn't a skill that I was very, very good at mm. making friends on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So... Were they all through your existing friends or was it sometimes um, somebody that was completely unrelated
0: would just approach you? I guess when we moved to Chicago, I had to make my own friends. That <laughs> happened. But then like in high school, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I probably just don't remember. And yeah. I, maybe someone's listening to this like, you bitch, yeah. like I made, no. like, we made friends. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. It just goes, I feel like I'm just pointing out like my lack of confidence in mm. making friends.
1: Your resting face is very intimidating
0: my rbf yeah Mm -hmm. and and
1: like what you know i know some people get really offended by the term rbf i personally don't so i think when i use it like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't mean it in that kind of way i'm just talking about like you know like the resting like vibe yours isn't a bitchy face it's just it kind of has this like if your face could have a sign it would kind of be like no i'm not interested (laughs) (laughs) like that kind of face like no i'm good I'm good. You know? should
0: be our, um okay. Now I have ideas for like our Instagram photo. We'll just do our. <laughs> we'll do our best RBF. Even when I go get my haircut, and you know mm. when you're just getting your haircut, you're just sitting there. I will actually actively r- remind myself to like lift the corners of my mouth like a little bit <laughs> because I just because I can obviously I can see myself in that situation too yeah. with the mirror. So I'm yeah. like just lift the corners of your mouth like <laughs> just so they're like parallel with the floor. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, Because, yeah, I, I know. I've heard it enough times. I want to have
1: that. I want to have that. Why? It. I need to work on my RBF. No, because I feel like when I'm, when I know I'm very smiley mm-hmm. and I think when you, you are. You have a great smile. Thank you. The
0: most beautiful smile. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do you mean that? I do. <laughs> I've told you this before. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I have a killer smile.
1: <sighs> my hands are getting clammy. <laughs> this is
0: how we make friends. <laughs> Um, I, I feel like when
1: I smile too much It, it makes people almost like take advantage Or like, <laughs> like I don't know like think I'm uh, t- Take me not so seriously
0: Oh I worry about that <laughs> So you know that's kind of like the past mm-hmm. life And then how do you make friends now?
1: I know this sounds really cheesy, but I genuinely mean it. I am always down to be your friend. <laughs> like I am so I'm so interested in people, genuinely. Like if somebody strikes up a conversation with me and um, we end up just like talking, I really get into their story. I really, when I ask them questions, it's not just to pass the time because I'm like waiting for somebody. I get lost in their life story.
0: I could see that, but I feel like that's a little different than making friends. Cause earlier you were saying that it's hard for you because of like the whole yes. expectation, you yes. know? So, I so feel that's like-
1: the thing. So, mm-hmm. so I think this is where like, it kind of shows my problem. I think this is why the part of this is stressful for me. Cause I, I don't think I understand like myself in terms of how I am with friendships either, but I love people, but at the same time, there's something about, friendship that really scares me and i don't want anything to do with it at the same time but mm-hmm. i don't know how these two things can
0: no i think it's, it's common harmonize. it's what it's what we always say about multiple feelings at the same time you know i think everybody is looking for a friendship relationship why you know that whole thing about like Well, at least for women, like we're always looking for our best friend.
1: I think it's like this, like I'm okay with starting friendships. Mm -hmm. I think the keeping of the friendship and like that part scares me. I feel like I just have like a handful, Mm -hmm. maybe not even a handful. I mean, I'm including my husband in that handful of best friends for me. But even then with those friendships, there's still a scary part of it for me. Mm -hmm. Like even with you, Mm -hmm. there's a scary part for me where I'm like, I wonder where is the limit? of your love for me as a friend. Like when is the thing going to happen or oh. or what is it that's going to happen that I'm going to do when mm. you are going to not want to be friends with me mm. anymore. You know, this mm. this fear that somehow if I like keep this friendship and keep working at it and and stay committed and loyal to it that even then there's going to come a point when um they see something about me, my quote like true self or something that makes me unlovable. So that keeps me running and noncommittal that I have to be conscious of all the time, Mm -hmm. even with the friends that I really like
0: i mean i feel like it goes back to uh, i'm not gonna psychologize this or whatever is that what you say? yeah go ahead yeah Yeah. i don't think Um, that's a word but that's cool (laughs) (laughs) always making up words here yeah
1: i think i say therapize
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna try to therapize this but i mean i know you've talked about before in previous episodes your worthiness wound basically Mm -hmm. you know just feeling like you have to prove your worth right yeah is this from origins of you it is from origins of you but i I feel like generally you've talked about like how that's a big thing for you right like a sticking point for For you right i think it's scary too, like having to because friendships it feels it does feel like a test of like are you gonna stick around like am I worth it so I could I could see why that would always uh, perpetuate a fear do you feel
1: that? Because I feel like the way you balance your friendships, it seems like it's more easygoing.
0: This kind of goes into the intimacy triangle. Mm. Do you want to talk about that? Right yeah. Now? Yeah. Okay. There was a TED talk she by an author right Shasta Nelson. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what else she's done before, but she is supposedly like the expert on friendship, hmm. basically. Um, and she coined this thing called the triangle of friendimacy. Mm-hmm. She believes friendship uh, requires a Intimacy. And the three corners of this friend intimacy triangle is Mm -hmm. one positivity, being able to have fun with someone very easily.
1: Right. She said for every negative encounter, there needs to be five positive ones. Right.
0: Yeah. So think of like the negative Nancy's that are just, you know, mm-hmm. that you know are always like griping about something. And it mm-hmm. is, it is hard to be friends with people who are just like always Doing that negative all the time. Right. The, the second thing was consistency. Yeah. Um, just being able to have like that face to face. Or I guess like phone call, you know, consistently. She brought up
1: a good point that when we're younger, it's not a coincidence that we are friends with the people that we go to school with. Mm -hmm. And then when you are um, a working person, like you find friends
0: who are at work with you because it's, it's a consistent routine, consistent patterns. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is vulnerability. So yeah, just being able to share intimate, uh, like hard things with someone else. And
1: she said, I mean, it was important she said not just the insecurity and the shame and the and the difficult things to talk about but also the positive things mm. going on in your life she said oh, even if it's risking support. bragging oh. to still share the good oh, things going on in your life.
0: I feel pretty confident in the like the positivity and vulnerability. Like mm-hmm. I feel like you know I am looking for vulnerability and I want to be able to share my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, the part that I have a hard time with is consistency. Mm. Yeah.
1: What part of consistency? Because
0: I feel like it's such a broad term. I think like in younger years, I feel like I wasn't really allowed to hang out with friends. I think I was embarrassed or like ashamed about how afraid I was of my parents. Mm. Um, So I wouldn't even bother asking them. And then Mm. I would make up some excuse about like how I was just like really busy for, I don't know, I had like a lot of homework or something like that. So Mm. I wouldn't be honest about like my parents are really strict. I feel like I wasn't able to be consistent Mm -hmm. then just like showing up for things. And Mm -hmm. and even if I could, I feel like I didn't have like the, the awareness to do that. You know, like I didn't know what it would require to be a consistent friend. Right. Mm Because I feel like a a big part of um, friendship is also self-confidence. I should pull this up too. There's a list of 13 qualities, like some, another like expert on friendship had Mm -hmm. posted 13 qualities of what makes a good friend or something like that. Mm -hmm. And one of them that I thought was interesting is self-confidence. You know, they're like typical things like, okay, trustworthy, honest with others, very dependable, loyal, um, easily able to trust others, empathy, uh, non judgmental, good listener, supportive of others mm-hmm. in their good times, mm-hmm. which is something you were talking about, mm-hmm. supportive of others in their bad times, mm-hmm. self confident um able to see humor in life and fun to be around and this is um the (laughs) basically the perfect person right the 13 essential traits of good friends right so self so i feel like all those yeah they make sense it's like things we typically talk about and then there's self-confidence which i feel like is like a little bit of like a
1: high ass bar though
0: but it makes a lot of sense though Uh because when you are self-confident you are able to support people i don't think it was a hierarchy but i feel like it's a Mm -hmm. it's a it's a crucial thing to have Mm -hmm. so I feel like when I was younger I definitely didn't have a lot of that I didn't Mm -hmm. you know and I think a lot of it was just like the unformedness of my own mind and my own being
1: I think that's going to be a lot of people like I think it's really lucky if you were that young and that unformed and yet Mm -hmm. you had a really authentic friendship with somebody. you
0: know right like I feel like that's rare yeah Um, and then these days, I, mean, I feel like the older I got, it just, you know, not having that foundation, not ever having known like how to make friends, how mm-hmm. to be a good friend myself, mm-hmm. you know? And then these days, being a mom, I feel like that consistency piece is hard as well. I think because of the lack of confidence instilled in myself, I feel like I just didn't have that like grounding to be like, to think that like I can go make friends or even if I get rejected, I'm okay.
1: Um, do you feel burdened by the expectations of friendships? Like, do you also feel the fear that you're going to let your friends down or that you're not a good friend? Does it ever feel like a burden to you?
0: I don't think so. I don't even feel like I was like too aware of that Mm -hmm. until the more recent years. And I'll tell you this story um, of a friendship. Um, So in Chicago, I was like really good friends or I I assumed we were really good friends and I think we were, she said so too, Mm -hmm. but it was after I had Elliot, like I was still trying to keep up with like the friends that I had who all didn't have kids, Um, but I was also going through a lot of postpartum stuff that I didn't know how to talk about Mm -hmm. too. It was like maybe like a year or so later after Elliot, she basically wanted to talk with me about feeling hurt that I wasn't putting in the same amount of effort. that either she expected or felt like she was putting in, you know? And at the time I didn't have the words or the thoughts like figured out about it. You know, a lot of it was that I was like, I feel just like alone in this motherhood stuff. And I feel like this group of friends I was friends with expected the same Eileen that I was before. But I I was like, but I feel different. You know, I feel different now. Like the core of me is the same, but I feel different. You know,
1: did they, okay. Did the thought not occur to them that, you are a mother now and that you have a newborn and that this is the most giant transition you've you know, ever been through in your
0: life? It might have, but but I don't think that people understand that until they go through it. That's right? true. Yeah, because cause I feel like there's been a lot of times where I've had like, asinine thing to like new mothers when I was like not a mother yet and so I, th- I think you can understand it as much as you can and this one person she is very self-aware very smart just like that level of like cognition mm-hmm. but yeah so at that time though when she said that she feels like I have kind of this like small like safety net ever group already like whether it was my sisters or my family or like with Stan and mm-hmm. you know I um, mean she was kind of saying like in the, this w- a way that was like you have these people but i like i want to be in that too but it doesn't feel like you need me basically
1: was she being rejected by you like where she would call you or text you and you i didn't feel like, like she was
0: i okay. did uh, i didn't feel like i was okay. so this is what i'm saying where um and that doesn't make sense well th- this is when i started to think oh my gosh, like these expectations that people have. I feel like that was the first time I was became somewhat aware of like, mm. oh, people have these expectations and I thought I was meeting them. And am I not? I see. You know, um, and I truly don't know. I feel like from my point of view, I feel like I was meeting them as best as I could. There was a huge like life change that mm-hmm. had happened, you know, and I I'm, I kind of talked about it here and there. But what ended up happening though was because she basically said, I feel like you don't need me, and she. I think she wanted me to need her the way that she needed me in her life. And honestly, I feel like that's when it kind of our friendship kind of broke because I was thinking I don't want you to need me. You know, I don't. Is that is that something that a friend should be? I don't know. I was like, I can't fill this part of what you need, (sighs) Mm -hmm. and and it's her own wounds coming out. Yeah, and then it felt too. It felt too much.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a really similar story that this reminds me of where it was a friend and she went through some hard times. And um, I remember she was feeling really hurt. And she basically told me that she had expected me to, I don't know, like do things for her to make her feel better or to make her feel supported. Um, Also, like ask her what she wants to do for her birthday. A lot of this kind of stuff. So, So this is the thing. I think it's not uncommon to feel hurt if your friends forget about your birthday. It's nice to have friends ask you, hey, your birthday is coming up. Is there something you want to do? It's very sweet, very thoughtful. So while I understand that, the level of hurt and betrayal and um, anger Mm -hmm. that you felt towards me about this it felt really heavy in a way where I knew that this wasn't my stuff Mm -hmm. it felt like and I know that she comes from let's just say family issues I mean Mm -hmm. everybody's got family issues Mm -hmm. but like family issues in terms of not getting the level of love and support and acceptance from her family Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. she always wanted Mm -hmm. so I think she does put that at the time I don't know about anymore but I know at the time I felt like she was looking for that from her friends and. For me, from the particular, and you know, this this was actually in one of the um, articles that I sent you. I don't know if you read it. It was from, oh, it was a letter to Philippa. Okay. So I guess she's like she has her own column or something mm-hmm. in this like British magazine. But um, she was giving out friendship advice, and she mentions that when people have trouble with one gender friendships, so so mine is I actually feel more burdened by female friendships than male friendships. Mm-hmm. She said when that happens, you have to examine like you're go, going back to your mother and father mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. So what was my experience with my mother's relationship? It was one where um, I felt burdened to meet her needs. Mm-hmm. I felt pressure to be the person that she needed me to be. And it was, it was like, it was just like performing pressure all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so when that friend was saying this to me, It just ignited those feelings for Mm -hmm. me of you're trying to get me to meet these needs for you right now that are not are not mine to meet. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to tell your friend that when they're really emotional in Mm -hmm. front of you Mm -hmm. and feeling so distraught, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know about you, but I I still kind of struggle with this thought i guess about friendship um like like i do feel like it was um inadequacy on my part and i wonder how much of it was like i I do like it's it's both like i think there was a lot of issues there like Uh unresolved you know um another thing that is similar to this story is um um i forget everyone's birthdays just generally birthdays are not like that big of a deal to me you Mm -hmm. know um but Yeah, she uh, felt really hurt about me forgetting her birthday. So, yeah, I feel like she called me out on forgetting her birthday a few times. And I felt really horrible about it. And now I actually have this, like, fear of, like, forgetting people's birthdays. And I still do it. I still forget people's birthdays. But I feel like I, like, start to, like, bend over backwards. Like, I'm so sorry I forgot your birthday. This is part of the
1: burden that I'm talking about.
0: Okay, then I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yes. Yes.
1: I feel it. Like, why do I have to be walking on eggshells about, like, all my friends' birthdays. I don't know. But I mean, okay. I am going to be fair and say I am inadequate in. Um, I'm not one of those gifted people at like remembering everybody's names and their, you know, siblings and their children and their pets, like and their birthdays. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. But I, I have been trying. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying harder. Where if you look in my phone, I have like oh. all the friends' birthdays saved in my calendar, recurring oh. yearly. Okay. You know, for I thought you were saying you had like a
0: note. A note of like, this is so-and-so's kid's name is this. No, I do.
1: Oh, my God. In my (laughs) contacts. I have like under family. I'll (gasps) have like husband and children's names. And I'll try to write as much info about them as possible. So I like don't forget. Because I'm fucking scared (laughs) of ending up alone. (laughs) This is, yeah, (laughs) man. But yeah, I mean, it is somewhere meeting in the middle of compromise. Because it's especially hard if it's a friend who puts so much stock and importance in that themselves. And they try to do that for you so intensely, Mm -hmm. it's kind of understood that they appreciate thoughtfulness
0: too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
1: I know it's somewhere in the middle. I just feel some like burden though about it.
0: Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess from that point of view, I know what you're talking about. After that incident, it was specifically this Mm -hmm. friendship, this incident where I started to question and Mm -hmm. just wonder, like, I don't know why it's hard for me to go that extra mile. But then, but then I also, backtrack or like go back into thinking like why does it why do I need to go the extra mile you know it's not it's not for lack of wanting to mm-hmm. but um it's for the going back to the friend triangle the front intimacy triangle it, um the ease of friendship mm-hmm. it doesn't feel easy I guess mm. you know because this kind of goes into my next question of what do you look for in a friendship mm-hmm. um and I think something that is important to me is low maintenance
1: yes yes oh my gosh okay I read another article.
0: God, this mm-hmm. is like, so unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> it's anonymous, an article on the Google.
1: <laughs> no, I wrote it down in my notes. Do you see the um, enlightened mama or something? Enlightened woman. Oh, okay. It's from a online magazine called Female Mind Unleashed. Okay. And they talk about this criteria, space and grace. And that encapsulates what I value in friendship now, today. Hmm a friend who can give me space to be who I am Mm -hmm. and evolve. And if I'm not doing well to like take a day to process by myself where I don't have to like talk about everything before I'm ready. And also grace, like that's where the trust and the benefit of the doubt and not assuming the worst of my friend and like not assuming the, the bad intention, you know, that comes in. Mm -hmm. But, but I feel like space it also means low maintenance to me mm. where I don't have to be like constantly in touch. I don't know. But then again, I guess it's like a double standard, too, because the friends that I really like are the friends that I'm close to. Mm-hmm. There is more communication. Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I
0: don't know. This is, I don't this know is either. Yeah.
1: But I, I but I know what you mean in terms of like I don't do well with high maintenance friendships. Mm. It's not my natural rhythm.
0: And high maintenance meaning they just. I mean, it uh, it gets hairy and swampy because you're talking about expectation, but Mm -hmm. expectation is, it's just subjective to how you feel, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's whatever standard of expectation you feel like they're putting on you Mm -hmm. or that, I guess, I guess that you have.
1: You know, part of grace though, you know, those friendships that used to be closer, but now there's some distance or some disconnect. And, you know, you, you feel some type of way about it, right? It's like kind of this tumbleweed of some sadness, maybe a little bit of but hurtness, mm-hmm. um, maybe some anger. But that grace part that she talks about is that you leave space and grace for their humanity that maybe they feel similarly to the way that you feel. Maybe Mm -hmm. they also feel kind of sad that you're not close anymore. It's not just that you feel sad by yourself and Mm -hmm. they're just like off living their best life and like, don't give a shit Mm -hmm. about you, you know? Um, And that, you know, you leave some space for that friendship to grow close again sometime in the future, if mm-hmm. the opportunity comes oh, I see around, what you're saying. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and and I appreciated that because I think that's something that I forget sometimes is, you know, I mean, everybody can get lost in their own hurt and like go down that rabbit hole of like, oh, like, am I not good enough? Like, am I not likable enough? Am I not fun enough? Like mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Why don't they want to hang out with me? Why don't they invite me? But I think it's a good reminder for myself too to give For me to give those friends that I've become disconnected from the space and the grace to go do what they need to do right now, um, but also not like self-sabotage
0: any future opportunities
1: of connecting again.
0: What's hard though about that, and I wonder, at what point do you try to like save a friendship or like pull them back in, you know, or... If you don't, then will that person or you feel like you've been given up?
1: Mm, To be completely honest with you, I only have like three people. That's including my husband that come to me for that. (laughs) Oh, and my brother. So I guess that's four. I have made, it's almost like a marital vow. Like I have made a commitment to like a conscious choice Mm -hmm. where I'm like, if this falls to the wayside... No matter what's happening, I'm going to try to get it back. Mm. But other than that, I feel like I'm, I leave it up to serendipity and mm-hmm. like time and mm-hmm. circumstance and mm-hmm. opportunity, you mm-hmm. know, but it's a little bit more passive, I think.
0: Well, I have a question, though. You, um, earlier, you said you had issues with the friend intimacy triangle.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was it? So her triangle, right, it was positivity. Consistency. consistency, vulnerability. Yeah. This is the first thought that I had that tripped me up. It's kind of a privileged thing to be able to do those three things. Like if you are somebody who is still doing a lot of work on your own personal issues, like your baggage, your mental health, your past trauma, whatever, it's extremely hard to meet those three to be positive, to be consistent. Oh my gosh, like when I am struggling with a bad depressive bout, Mm -hmm. I am terribly inconsistent with everybody in my Mm -hmm. life, with myself, you know? Sometimes I won't like know how many hours has gone by or like what day it is or, you know? And so forget like remembering appointments or remembering to like get back to a friend or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And then the third thing, vulnerability she mentions, right, that it's a it's it's extremely important to share stuff about ourselves, right? But it's really scary. It's really scary to to be vulnerable. And while it is rewarding and like I personally, you know, I think I think people would be surprised actually to hear me say that it's scary to be vulnerable because I'm I feel like I'm known for being like an open book, but sometimes I feel terrible after being really vulnerable because I feel hyperexposed. And I've, mm, I I've sure mentioned about, yeah. this to you before. I don't know it in the moment when I'm doing it, but afterwards in retrospect, I kind of panic because mm-hmm. I feel like I overshared from some kind of pressure that nobody's explicitly putting on me, mm-hmm. but it's like being driven by my own need to please or need to meet someone's expectations. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like the three things that she mentioned I guess because I don't know that I myself meet them all the time Mm -hmm. or in my mind, I guess. I don't know what, I mean, I don't know what my friends and my family would say. Maybe they would say, I do see you as a positive person or you are pretty consistent or, you know, you're Mm -hmm. so vulnerable. But I guess the me that I see or the me that I know inside is. Mm -hmm. So it felt burdensome when Mm -hmm. she said these things. It felt burdensome and reminded me of. Why friendship can, can feel so heavy for me, and why I have thought of myself as a lone wolf oh. many times in my life. Oh. Not because I think I'm better than anybody else, but because I feel the most unburdened mm-hmm. or free or yeah. light when I'm not having to meet anyone's needs or expectations. Yeah. I, I think I don't want friends who need me for anything, I want friends who just want to hang out Mm -hmm. who like don't have any need that they're looking for me to fill i just think back on my relationship with my mom and i mean god bless her like i i love her so much and that's why it's so tragically complicated but our whole relationship from my point of view was just me constantly filling her need for Mm -hmm. like Worth, which is the foundation of everything. So Mm -hmm. I think whenever I sniff that in a relationship, like I just recoil Mm -hmm. in terror Mm -hmm. and fear and panic. And it like makes me just want to get very, very far away.
0: Stan and I have talked about this, a few times now and i don't feel like we've reached like a consensus on it or anything like that but Mm -hmm. he's asked me before if i've ever gotten into fights with my girlfriends before Mm -hmm. um past or present and um i was like struggling to come up with scenarios now i i mean i can think of like one for sure um two maybe but yeah he brought up the point can you consider yourself a good friend to somebody if you've actually never gotten into a fight before Mm-hmm. with that person.
1: Yes. I don't think it's the same across genders. I, mm. I, I do believe that, I mean, we're biologically different. We're also psychologically, mentally differently wired. Mm-hmm. I think it only makes sense that our friendships also play out differently and the dynamics are different. So I, I, I think, okay, I will say this though. If like you have not gotten into a fight with this friend Before, can you say that your friendship could withstand that? Technically, no. And and I do think it is very fortunate if you have that kind of friend where you're so committed to one another that even when you make mistakes and are, you know, hurtful to one another, that you got into some fight, but you were able to make it through, like that's that is very fortunate. However, I don't think that is a necessary
0: measure for the strength of women's friendship. Oh, okay. Let me put it another way then. Um, actually, initially when he asked me that question, I was, I was kind of just thinking like, no, like I don't need to fight like the way that you do with your friends, mm-hmm. you know? And almost thinking like, I just, we don't, I don't get to fights like that because we are more likely just to feel out certain situations a, little, you know, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know, and, and just have like the the relationship feelers out yes. more. You know, I think
1: we are interpersonally more gifted like as a gender.
0: But so if it was worded another way, not fighting, but like confrontation. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, if we... Sure. Something's always going to bother all of us about something, right? Like yeah. I'm always going to be bothered about something. Yeah.
1: Okay. Being confrontational takes a lot of energy. It does. It takes a lot of time to think things out and a lot of energy to like execute and follow through. So I am only willing to do that with friends that I, I really like basically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. want to keep. Mm-hmm. Other ones, I'm on that boat. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not good at letting things slide and letting things go. Mm-hmm. I, I have tried. I'm still working on it, but I'm just not very good at it. So I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try to let it go. Um, and if I'm able to let it go, then the friendship like continues on at whatever medium level it's going at. Mm-hmm. And if I can't let it go, then yeah, it naturally, fizzles. But I don't, I don't fight for every single friendship, mm-hmm. every like mid tier friendship to acquaintance. I don't, I don't have the energy for that. I wish I did mid tier. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the low level then the mid tier and the, <laughs> the high ranking friendships. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I was actually gonna tell you this. Mm. Remember that time that the girls, we took them to that park that we love going to. I remember Cora and Sophie, they ran onto the this like spinning broken thing. And they mm-hmm. were like screaming and laughing on the way there. And then when they jumped on the thing, they both grabbed the wheel in the middle. And then there was some like quick squabbling going on. Mm-hmm. But I think like both of them had their hands On the wheel, Mm -hmm. but Sophie wanted to like drive the thing first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then and then grabbed Cora's hands, Mm -hmm. and then Cora like stubbornly wouldn't let go, Mm -hmm. and so then like we came in, and then it was like it wasn't a big deal; it dissipated quickly. But on the way back home, Cora told me that it had it made her feel
0: sad. Oh, I remember this. Yeah,
1: and so I have never done this before with any other person with any other like friend with a child but i said oh it it, did it make you feel mad and she said no no just sad when sophie grabbed my hands like that it hurt me so i said um do you want to tell her and she was kind of like yes but like sort of timid Mm -hmm. too and so i said well i'll i'll be with you we can call her together And so I asked you if you could FaceTime and then Cora didn't want to talk at first, but then she sat in my lap and then I guess she gathered the courage. And Mm -hmm. so she told Sophie that when um, she put her, she put her hands on her hands to like peel them off, that it made her feel sad. Mm -hmm. And then Sophie said that she was sorry. She said, sorry, Cora. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I'm bringing this up is because for me, that was... Not a confrontation, but like that kind of feeling of like there needed to be a lot of trust to be able to do that. Because especially when it comes to our children, Mm -hmm. we are very protective. Mm -hmm. We can get, you know, I mean, it's so easy to get defensive just between two adults. But Mm -hmm, when it involves mm -hmm. your children, Mm -hmm. I mean, people come out guns blazing Mm -hmm. with defensive, you know. But I think… After that, after that phone call, like we got off so y'all could finish lunch and then like everybody could go nap and all that. But then I texted you Mm -hmm. to make sure that you felt okay about it. Mm -hmm. I think I texted you saying like, did that feel like okay or Mm -hmm. comfortable or safe, something like that. And um, I think I explained to you that it wasn't a huge deal, but I want to normalize like our children
0: being able to... Say what they how they feel and not hide it, and then have the other person like be okay with receiving it. And
1: also, I want Cora to experience like I cannot wait. I'm actually like waiting for the next thing to happen just so that Sophie can do can can like have that same conversation from her side Mm -hmm. to Cora, and for Cora to feel that feeling of like oh, I hurt my friend, Mm -hmm. and I want to help her feel better, and I know that like she's still my best friend and we love each other Mm
0: -hmm. but i do remember after like you initially had texted me saying hey you told me like briefly what was going to happen and i was like and then basically like can you call me when you're ready and Mm -hmm. i was like i was like oh shit (laughs) i think this moment i was thinking like oh shit you know (laughs) um but the uh, but it quickly did turn into like i know how i can get with like the defensiveness Mm -hmm. and the feeling of like inadequacy and it immediately turns into like someone else's hurt turns into like my shame. And I was like, no, like this is not going to keep happening. There was a feeling of discomfort initially. Yeah. And then, and then thinking that like scary for me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like, but the bigger portion of that was just like, I don't want her to, to to feel and live the way that I did. I think the whole thing about getting into fights or confrontations or whatever, you know, having to admit that you've hurt someone in some way. Mm -hmm. When I, Lack the self confidence and like self esteem mm-hmm. or like self worth, mm-hmm. I will just naturally withdraw into myself. Yeah. and like I want to say sorry for yeah. hurting that person. Yeah, and you know do all the right things, but then I'm just like, but I and then I go back to like I suck.
1: You know, you know, okay, you know why I think this uh, we carry this wound and why this didn't work for us then, but I think we can still make it work for our kids. Is I think the key that was missing was the lack of reassurance and repair. I think if you had gone like, because I remember that same feeling too, that like sickening feeling of feeling guilty and having to apologize and still, and, and bringing myself to apologize. Shit, I would be on my knees begging my mom actually a lot of the time, because I was mm-hmm. so scared of her, I didn't want to be beat. So I would just like, I would, I would be on my knees like, like rubbing my hands together oh. like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But yeah, after I would apologize, I felt even worse or I felt even more alone and deficient. But I think it was because there was like instead of like a, "Hey, come here. It's okay. Mm, I forgive mm-hmm. you. You know what? I already forgot about it. Like yeah. I love you so much. Come here." You know, and like yeah. cuddles, hugs, laughs, whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. I mean, I don't think there was even like a acknowledgment like, "Okay, yeah, I, I accept that. Mm-hmm. N- n- there wasn't even that, so it. I, I feel like it just left me stuck in this well of guilt and shame, just stuck in this well with like no way out, like mm-hmm. the girl in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh my
0: God! Why did you have to say that right now? Why <laughs> I was did just you just say that? Oh my it. God! Oh my I God! I, I feel so scared right now. <laughs> Everybody listening to. Oh my God! Oh, stop! <laughs> if I had long hair, I'd flip it over God. my head <laughs> right now. my hands are sweaty (laughs) that
1: That burden that I was telling you about that I feel about my friendships Mm -hmm. that's only in terms of girl friendships because with my girl friendships I, I feel this expectation of attunement I feel this expectation that I have to be that in tune with their emotions and their needs and what they need support in these days, how I can encourage them and how I can watch out for them, how I can help them, how I can Mm -hmm. keep them safe. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, for my guy friendships, they have always felt like a breath of fresh air. Because for me, my father-daughter relationship mm-hmm. was a very free one. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about memories of my dad as a young girl, I remember my dad whistling mm-hmm. songs, like hiking with him in the mountains. It was l- like, less
0: emotionally complicated. Yes, it sounds. like
1: so simple. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Just like free time, play time, no strings attached And that is the dynamic that I project onto my male friendships. Mm. And so, like, I I read, okay, in one of the anonymous articles (laughs) that I read, (laughs) and
0: another one. These are
1: real sources, guys. They are. They really, really are. I read, like, I blazed through, like, eight articles or something today. One of them was talking about how um, girls get flack if they are the one that likes to hang out with the guys mm-hmm. or you know they're seen as like the girl with like a girl. bunch of guys the like, guy friends mm-hmm. yeah a guy's girl that um, she gets hated on I mean she br- Philippa brings up the same thing that you bring up she says from early on we pick up the cliched folklore that girls gossip bitch and are weak while boys are straightforward and strong I say that she she's talking about what you're talking about in terms of um, just that that there are these narratives Mm -hmm. that society sells and teaches to us. She says, society seems to value men more. So as a girl, if you are said to be one of the boys, it can be felt as a compliment Mm -hmm. and make you feel superior to other girls. But I thought that was a really interesting perspective because I don't, I mean, I love like when you bring in like the the misogyny or like the gender.
0: uh, When I bring misogyny to the table.
1: (laughs) like the topic (laughs) of like uh of misogyny and how that affects our point of views because she talks about the same thing right like she's saying that because society values men more maybe that's why when you come across a girl who's like oh i just i just have guy friends like i don't really have a lot of girlfriends and Mm -hmm. you know when, when she can like hang with the guys and stuff that Maybe that's why she's hated on by other girls. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that's the reason?
0: I definitely think that it plays a part in it. I think we uphold the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. all of us, in seen and unseen ways. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, we've given these subtle messages, like she said, we've been given these subtle messages of like um, what kind of like personality hierarchies. I mean, even the terms that we call it like dramatic, hysterical, you know, like all these mm-hmm. are like so mm-hmm. bad, you know, like your are like emotions basically are bad, Right. you know, being too emotional, you right. know,
1: like you can't think. You right. Have no
0: logic about you. If they prefer the company of men, I feel like there's self-hate involved. Hmm. Cause I mean, I've known, I've known, and I honestly probably was one of those girls who like way back when, you know, just felt more like I'm more acceptable if I appealed to guys, to Mm -hmm. like the male, male population. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, I think it's, I do think it's misogyny. Like misogyny has made us like just really undervalue women. Mm -hmm. And then so we undervalue ourselves. I
1: feel like it was a lot of, um, attention, I
0: think it could be that too. like a contest
1: of attention or sexuality. Yeah. But the reason, the
0: reason why that is though too, is because we still uphold the patriarchy because, you know, we want that attention because it's Mm -hmm. almost like, you know, the more, I don't know, like you take it back to like way back when, when a testament to your like fertility or something, you know, Mm -hmm. if you got more men to like you. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So we, we value men. We value what they think more. And so if you were someone who, a lot of tension from guys mm-hmm. I think maybe in our in our mind we would think like okay I'm like I'm good
1: How do you feel nowadays because I, I feel like I am more comfortable. I used to be more comfortable around guy friends. I don't identify with self-hating as my motivation for gravitating more towards guy friends at, at the time like in my 20s. I think mine was just more from my family dynamic but I guess I mean I, I guess you could make a leap to self-hate by saying I have issues with women because I because that comes from my mother wound. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you just want to go with gender like I guess that's kind of self-hating cuz I'm a woman. But either way, I used to be more comfortable with guy friends, but I have noticed that as I have gone through more therapy and I as I am healing mm-hmm. and becoming more comfortable with myself in my own skin, I am more comfortable with girlfriends. Well,
0: initially when I wrote, when I'm not uncomfortable with
1: guy friends, mm -hmm. but I don't like prefer guy friends over girlfriends nowadays.
0: Yeah, I I Mm -hmm. see what you're saying. Um, initially when I wrote this bullet point topic of conversation, Mm I actually meant more of like, do you believe in having guy friends or not?
1: Oh, like the opposite sex can be a friend. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, all of this is still relevant, Mm -hmm. but I, I was thinking of can the opposite sex really even be a friend? Oh,
1: that's a good point. Actually, Andrew and I just talked about that. What do you think?
0: It's hard. I guess the way that I, I operate now and the mm-hmm. way that I function in relationships now, I don't mm-hmm. have very many guy friends. Like, I was better friends with Andrew before I was friends with you. Yeah. And now I feel like I don't know the guy. <laughs> really? No, I know him yeah. still. But I feel like I definitely prefer your company than his. You
1: know, I... Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> no, I, 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 mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like I have tried to c- create like opportunities when I could because he's you know, he's working. So like it's hard. And on the weekend, everybody's so busy with their family activities. But when those rare um, opportunities presented themselves, I have like tried to push like you guys to take the kids to mm-hmm. have a play date mm-hmm. because I wanted you and Andrew to spend time together because I know you have you had your own friendship mm-hmm. before you and I did, and I clearly like trust you both. It's not like a matter of that
0: he's but- probably the only person that I would do that with. And oh. when you like suggested it and mm-hmm. or been like, oh, I can't make it, Andrew will go. I've never thought like shit, <laughs> you know. Oh. Like, I've never been like fuck, I don't want to go anymore. Would
1: it be awkward if it was? It, it probably would be awkward if it was like somebody else's husband that you don't know. Yeah, because okay. I, if,
0: if I wasn't friends with him before, and if mm-hmm. I wasn't friends with like the wife that well you know oh, yeah yeah um so i feel like all those things come into play um so he is the one exception for me and maybe mm-hmm. i guess for stan too i don't i feel like mm-hmm. i feel strong more strongly about this than he does i guess i i do feel more like a jealous person so i don't believe i don't know how it could work with opposite sex even if it's like if i know it's completely platonic i mm-hmm. just i don't know i feel like it's just like the optics of it i don't like it
1: so okay aside from your husband mm-hmm. what about just in theory do you think opposite sex can be friends? Because when it comes to like your marriage, I mean, it's clearly like, yeah, th- there are safeguards in place so strongly that you can't imagine mm-hmm. theoretically, but just
0: there was a theory. There were points in my life where I was good friends with other guys, but I feel like there were always times where things were like, mis- maybe misleading or fuzzy. You yeah. Know? Or if they, or, or if that guy got a, had a girlfriend or whatever, then then it was still fuzzy, you know, and, and then I knew I would have to, like, take a backseat, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't think it would be possible to be, like, really good friends unless unless it was a gay guy. But yeah, for me, the answer is I feel like it's really hard. I think it, it can happen, mm-hmm. but in very unique, exceptional uh, yeah. situations. Yeah. Yeah. I I
1: think so, too. Basically, in theory... I think it's extremely hard for opposite sex to be platonic friends. I think it can happen as an exception. For me personally, for all the guy friends that I've had, and some of them, you know, were really wonderful friendships, and some of them still are. But I, I was telling Andrew, I was like, kind of flabbergasted by it and frustrated. Every single one of those opposite sex friendships ended up having some kind of sexual tension or weird like weirdness to it Mm -hmm. where it wasn't like the friendship that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's why I friend zoned Andrew so hard (laughs) because I loved I loved hanging out with him. He made me laugh so hard from the get go. I feel like every other guy friend that I've had, Mm -hmm. it always ended up like, with some kind of confession or some like just like shady shit or Mm, yeah where you're like oh man like you just had to go and fuck it up you know
0: I know there are, are good guys or out there yeah i know yeah. there are good guys out there and like you know guys who can like be measured or whatever but to be that like intimate with somebody like in a friendship which a friendship requires intimacy yes. like what we're well, going back to yes. the initial thought we had mm-hmm. um that intimacy it's like fusing and gray yeah. and yeah. kind of like you know you yeah. and then if you are heterosexual then and i feel like that friendship will always have to end once you find your partner because how can you be intimate with two different men What kind of friendships do you look for today?
1: Like, what is your idea of a good friend today?
0: I think a big one is, they sound so vague, but honesty and vulnerability. I appreciate that a lot. Like when someone doesn't have to put up pretenses about like who they feel like they have to be, you can tell when someone's like, faking it mm-hmm. or, like, putting up walls, mm-hmm. you know, where you just, like, can't move forward past this wall of, like, mm-hmm. who they're pretending to be, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I appreciate honesty because then I feel like I can be honest as well. Mm-hmm. And and I want to be. I want to be honest and vulnerable about, like, my shortcomings, about, like, how, like, messed up I can feel inside, about things, about how... You know, even if I feel like defensive about something, I want to be able to like talk about like why I feel like that. But if that's not if that's not reciprocated, or if I don't feel like I am in a safe space to do that, you know, mm-hmm. if they're not going to understand mm-hmm. like why I even think about these things, mm-hmm. um, like why it matters, then then I'm kind of like I feel like our relationship can only go so far.
1: Do you distinguish between like good honesty versus bad honesty? Because I feel oh, like yeah. sometimes honesty can be difficult, right? Like you have to, it, it is a balance oh. between being carefully, gracefully honest, mm-hmm. you know, while re- remembering like your friend's humanity and being compassionate towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also a whole nother thing to be almost emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. I think we're saying, and, yeah. Toxic in, in your honesty, hurtful, oblivious and um, almost like willfully unaware mm-hmm. of that person's emotions and, and such.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there for sure there's a difference in how I would receive it. Do you value honesty just as a like, whole just flat out? Yeah.
1: Or or it does it matter to you that they're they're careful with your emotions i think it, it
0: matters because i think that other kind of honesty comes with immaturity um like immaturity with how they've been processing their emotions mm-hmm. you know so i guess i value maturity then um in 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 so much as like being able to just like go through the thought process, Mm -hmm. you know, and like being thoughtful of the other person, but also like how you're feeling, you know, and not just like saying whatever it is. Yeah, I value that because I I think that takes into consideration, like that person is taking into consideration, I think maybe like the collectivist thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're not just operating for themselves.
1: Yeah, There was a Sesame Street episode that the kids have been watching about Zoe hurting Elmo's feelings. Okay, Daisy's like hardcore into Sesame Street these days, so we watch it daily. So Zoe is practicing a dance for the friendship celebration that they're going to do on Sesame Street. (laughs) So she invites Elmo to perform this dance with her. And so Zoe shows him the moves and Elmo keeps messing it up and falling over. At first she's like, okay, you know, try again. But then she quickly gets really impatient and loses her temper. And it's like, oh, Elmo, I don't know why I invited you to do the dance with me. You're just the absolute worst. Elmo just, and then he like walks away with his head hanging. Zoe has no idea what happened. And uh, she, she later finds him down the street she runs towards him and almost like, what does Zoe want? I don't want to be your friend. So anyway, like during the episode, like Abby Kadabi
0: <laughs> You're talking about like these are your best friends. Yeah. It is a girl Abby. It is love pushing <laughs> 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 We plummeted down to a talk. <laughs> <laughs> so many <sweet> street episodes. <laughs>
1: Bear with me, it's good. <laughs> You're looking at me like crazy. <laughs> so, so basically, Abby like replays the memory out of Zoe's brain, and oh my gosh, when I was watching this, I was like, dang it! Like I wish I could have this ability
0: to like use with my mom. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> these <laughs> magical powers that yeah being...
1: like when my mom's like i don't know what you're talking about oh, i didn't say that oh, like yeah. i can show you
0: <laughs> let me draw this out of your yeah. mind with my wand
1: so basically like they replay it and she's like i'm just gonna go tell elmo that i'm sorry like i'm sure it'll be fine mm-hmm. you know and so zoe goes over to elmo and she's like telling him that she's sorry and she's like hardcore gaslighting him right
0: <laughs> this is what this is about yeah <laughs> yeah
1: elmo's trying to tell her that that hurt his feelings. Zoe's like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why the hell am I talking about this right <laughs> now? Because <laughs> your girl,
0: Abby. <laughs> I thought you were going to up your point. <laughs> Was it something about gaslighting? Oh, wait, what we're we looking for in friendship now? These days and I said maturity and, and I don't about. That's what we were talking about. Honesty. You don't want
1: to have the Zoe kind of honesty as well. <laughs> that's your point?
0: That was your point? <laughs> Should I keep this or cut this? I'm my mind. Oh my god! That's okay. Oh my god! It's all right. No, but
1: it was because like I identified with Zoe. Like I, 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 I have a Zoe inside of me. I have been Zoe before, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and like I've I've Zoeed Andrew, uh-huh. you know. But I mean, I haven't done that to any of my friends. Mm-hmm. But I do worry that if oh, I, I see it, what you're saying, I do I'm worry now, that yeah. if I Zoe one of my good friends that's going to be that uh,
0: unlovable like limit that i talked about in the very beginning but zoe them meaning that you're going to like do something that's like it's not a big deal like
1: no like lose my temper lose my temper and yeah. be really honest because in that moment elmo really wasn't getting the dance but what and happened she was being honest about how like she f-
0: that's fine though she wasn't- but it wasn't fine. It was so hurtful. What, what ended up being hurtful, though, was that she was saying, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't mean it like that. It's not a big deal. No, but you, he oh. got hurt by her saying you're the worst. That's what hurt Elmo's feelings. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Take this seriously. It's serious I am, shit. I am, but I thought what you said was that afterwards, you know, Abby drew that. Yeah. image out of her mind she yeah. was like oh I didn't mean it like that that's not what I meant and then she was like I'm gonna find him and tell him that's not what I meant yeah, yeah. so
1: it was like it was a, like a bunch of wrongs oh. so she she. I mean the fact that she lost control of her feelings isn't her mm-hmm. fault mm-hmm. but she should have like calmed down right yeah. but she said all those hurtful things oh, and then she calmed see, down I see, I see. but it had already yeah. hurt almost oh, feelings oh I see yeah but then when like the the what she had done was brought to her attention mm-hmm. she still wasn't owning up to it yeah and she was you know, I mean, I think she was gaslighting. Uh-huh. Yeah. But and I, yeah. And Abby. And I know that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I would hope not. Right. I think that's the part that counts
0: for me, at least in, in relationships with me, even if you had one of those moments with me where something explosive happened or mm-hmm. whatever, it would hurt. Yeah. But I think, you know, Doctor Becky always talks about the the repair. So it's it would be how you decided to repair it, how mm-hmm. we went about repairing it that would really matter. But I think something that is really mm-hmm. difficult coming from like our backgrounds and like as I don't know if it's like specifically Asian American, but like our backgrounds with mm-hmm. our families, you know, that repair is still it's so like fragile still. You know, yeah. giving it and receiving it. Yeah, you know, which is um.
1: Because we're not used to repair,
0: yeah, which is something why like why I do question like yeah, mm-hmm. there are times when like these relationships, um, they do fade and fizzle out. Maybe like you're just not mentally emotionally ready for it or whatever. Like the mm-hmm. one in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, but I think like could I have repaired that? I do wonder. Like I wonder, was it just that I didn't know how to repair, or <laughs> she did not what? you' Abby, are you thinking about Sesame Street? That's <laughs> just like I think there's a much shorter way to say this, but I like the the energy behind it. Yeah, I think that repair, I don't know if part of the fragility of that is just like us worrying about, I think, I mean, something that you were saying that like, we worry about how well liked we we are mm-hmm. by our friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that that plays into our fragility mm-hmm. because I think that wasn't something that was like adequately spoken into us when mm-hmm. we were growing up, you know, um, so it always just feels very thin
1: you yeah. mean like getting affirmations from our parents yeah and that, can, and, right. and, and that loved we are right and that we can withstand
0: and, um we can withstand like hits like that you know yeah i mean this is with me and stan like when we when we fight it's like if something's wrong i would just like crumble yeah. whereas it would just you know i feel like now like talking through a lot of it with him and the, the way that he's grown up i feel like like i've been trying to take on more of like okay something went wrong i did something wrong mm-hmm. um i'm i'm sorry you know You know, we like work it out and then, and I don't let it affect who I am as a person.
1: Yeah. 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 So Cora used to be like really, really sensitive to any kind of correction that Mm -hmm. I would give her. She used to react like if I corrected her, she would just like burst into tears Mm -hmm. or just like start wailing. But these days there's more, um, there's more like strength in her hmm. and it brings me so much joy and reassurance to see that like, okay, like we're going the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, because like if I, um, yeah, if I correct her, she doesn't cry, but she'll like just have like a still face and, and be looking at me. And then I think I say something like, it's a mess, but we cleaned it up. I love you, and mm-hmm. and it just it That's just cute. makes me feel like so
0: like she might be okay, so yeah. encouraged.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Think maybe, just maybe, we are breaking the cycle.
0: Yes, slowly. Yes. After all, I'll cheers to that.
1: Yeah, I wanted to say one more
0: thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Is "That please, okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> no, should we have just done it? Did I miss the boat? <laughs> no, I you know? no, no, say one more thing. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my, God. sorry. I put it's I, a struggle,
1: I, man. Okay. The thing that I value the most in yeah. friendships mm-hmm. today is that space and grace I was telling you about mm-hmm. earlier, me giving my friends the space to be who they are right now and receiving that grace in, in in ways of like the benefit the doubt or not assuming the worst of me, um kind of like thinking compassionately about like what's going on in my life, what's going on in her life. Also letting your friend evolve and grow. Like sometimes I think we get so used to the way that our friendship is or we get so used to the way that our friend's personality is or their tastes or whatever that when those things change or sometimes like if they make a new friendship, Mm -hmm. like something feels threatened, I guess. I feel like
0: that's part of distinctiveness, right?
1: Sometimes like friendships get really rocky because Mm. of this. But I think when you give your friend, the space to evolve, that's real trust. Granted that that changes in a positive direction. Right. I think when it's in a negative direction, I mean, you, you count on your friends to hold you accountable and to keep you safe. But you know, given that that's all positive, and that they're just—I mean, we're meant to—we're meant to evolve and change. Mm-hmm. And if your friend mm-hmm. is doing that, you shouldn't feel threatened by it. You should celebrate it, mm-hmm. and you should mm-hmm. be there to like, rejoice in the fact that your friend feels more complete as a person. Yeah, you know, I
0: yeah, I definitely feel that that's part of distinctiveness threat because mm-hmm. how it was described is that you identify personally with something with this group. You know, mm-hmm. so it's so this social group does say something about you hmm. And when something starts to change within that group, then you feel like, well, how does this affect me? Like, right. how does this play out onto me? Right. And um, I think for someone who this is why I, I also think self-confidence is such a important part of like being a good friend mm-hmm. and just being a good person, because if your self-confidence is wavering, then anything, anytime something changes or someone changes, especially. Right if it is for the good you know people will just always turn back inward and say what am i doing what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. why am i not doing this Mm -hmm. why is she this person doing that you know Mm
1: -hmm. i think the firmer the ground that you're standing on the better friend that you're going to be should we cheers that again (laughs) cheers Cheers.
0: (laughs) yes proper clanking
1: good night good night listen and subscribe on apple podcasts and spotify You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook.